This podcast is published as part of MDA National's suite of digital media resources on things doctors wish they had known about specific medical specialty areas. Doctors for Doctors since 1925, MDA National is a member-owned mutual that exists to support and protect its members and promote good medical practice across Australia. Hello, it's Norman Swan here. Welcome to another podcast where doctors in training share their experiences, tell us what drives them, why they enjoy what they do and what advice they might offer to junior doctors contemplating their career choices and preparing for their training schemes. You'll hear how they are often very conscious of the ethical and legal complexities of being a practicing doctor and how they deal with them. Connor Hagen is a senior paediatric trainee intending to subspecialise in paediatric intensive care. So why did Connor go into paediatrics? It was just one of those things when I was a med student, pretty much everyone said to me that I'd be really good at being a paediatrician. So I kind of took everyone at their word and decided to give it a crack. So I thought, I'll give it a year. I'll see if it suits me. I haven't really looked back since. What do you like about it? There's a lot of things that I like about it. One is that it's a field of medicine that doesn't take itself that seriously. I'm not a particularly serious person. So I find it very enjoyable that we can spend so much time laughing and joking at work, which I don't see as much in my colleagues who have gone into the adult field of medicine. The other thing is that kids, I find, are much better patients than adults in that when they're sick, they look sick. And then when they get well, tend to bounce back very quickly. And I I find that very enjoyable, seeing how quickly they recover. So what do you wish you'd known before you started in paediatrics? The big thing I would say to my younger self going into paediatrics would be to manage your expectations. Because I'd been told so often that I'd be good at paediatrics, I kind of thought that I was just going to dive into it and it was going to be amazing and everything was going to be wonderful. And it really wasn't. The first sort of week or two of paediatrics was really hard because you had to adjust to the fact that you were no longer any good at your job. And it was very much like going back to your first few days as an intern where you didn't know how to order an x-ray, you didn't know what bloods to do, uh, you didn't know how to give any medications because all of a sudden in pediatrics everything's in weight-related doses. So it was really quite frustrating to suddenly be incompetent again. It was almost enough to make me think I'd made the wrong choice in going into pediatrics because I didn't immediately love it. Certainly after the first couple of weeks it got a lot better and I started enjoying myself again. But it wasn't until about six or seven months in when I got seconded out to a peripheral hospital and I was walking through an emergency department to see a child that had been referred to us from the ED and you had to walk through the adult section to get to the pediatric section. And I was walking through an adult emergency department again and looking around and seeing adult patients that made me suddenly realize I never wanted to have to treat adults again and I really (laughs) really enjoyed looking after kids and I was like no I really love looking after children it was quite a a genuine epiphany moment if you managed expectations how would you have done it differently the big thing I would be saying is just don't go walking in there with your hopes sky high just accept that it's like any other job there is a learning curve and you are not just suddenly going to be wonderful at your job You, you are going to have to learn how to do it What's been your most memorable patient to date? The patients I remember are unfortunately not the success stories. I remember the ones who are very sick. There are two in particular that have really stuck with me. One was a delightful young boy. I did four months in the oncology department, and 
It was just a lovely young boy with an absolutely wonderful family who didn't respond to treatment for his particular cancer. He was still alive when I left the department, but months later I heard that he'd passed away. And that was one of the ones that just, it's always the lovely, lovely people where things go horribly, horribly wrong for, I find. And one of the reasons people don't go into paediatrics, I did paediatrics, but I'm often told by people who never did paediatrics or who sit on the outside, say, oh, I couldn't do paediatrics because I can't cope with the idea of children suffering. How do you cope with that? I've always been very good at being able to put a distance between myself and the patient. You need to be able to separate yourself from the patient. And I find it helpful in terms of not carrying a lot of the trauma around with me, but also in terms of making non-emotional decisions, particularly in, in the field of intensive care. And it's a very useful skill to have. Now, that's not to say that I haven't been very upset with some of the things that I've seen and indeed had to do to children, but it's one of those times where you've you've really got to, it's almost like a switch, you've got to flick in your brain and say, this is what my patient needs, this is what I have to do, and you've just got to get on with the job. No child is ever understanding of why you are quite literally holding them down and stabbing them. You have to be able to just go, right, this is what my patient needs, I've got to suck it up and accept I'm going to make a child cry, but you know, they need their particular antibiotic or whatever it is they need in the drip, and you just have to do it. Have you ever had to call in help from medical defence? No. There's been a couple of times where I've had, and this is very common in paediatrics, the very antagonistic parent who I was quite confident would make a complaint about me, but I've never had any situation where a mistake has been made to, to such a degree that it proceeded to litigation or anything like that. Now, anger and aggression from patients or families is an increasingly common occurrence in the healthcare system. How do you deal with that? And what advice have you got to other junior doctors when you're confronted with clearly an upset and aggressive family? Yeah, so in in this particular instance, I haven't had so much advice, but just listening to my father tell stories. So my father, who's retired now, was a neonatologist. And probably the joy that he got from his work, no doubt, influenced me on some subtle level to go into medicine. But when he would come home and talk about a difficult family that he had dealt with, he would always sort of mention a few things. And one of them was bringing yourself down to their level physically, as in if you crouch next to a patient who's sitting or you sit in front of a patient who's standing, it actually diffuses the aggression levels quite a lot because it's it's one thing to shout in someone's face, but it's psychologically quite different to stand over someone in a chair and shout at them. So the, the simple act of sitting down or bringing yourself down to the level of someone who is sitting immediately diffuses the level of aggression. And I found that in in many cases. And the other thing, of course, maintaining your own calm, because if you shout at someone who shouts at you, that doesn't help in the slightest. And then that's just the sort of pure physical side of things. Mentally, the big thing and in pediatrics, which makes it quite easy, is that they're a parent. So they're, they're really just being an advocate for their child. And when they've got a sick kid and they're frustrated about it, it's, it's very easy to understand where that frustration comes from. I find it very easy not to take it personally because this is just someone who wants their child to be healthy and they're upset that their child isn't healthy. I don't think there's anyone in the world who can't relate, even without having kids, to understanding how that must feel. How do you maintain your work-life balance and just feeling good about yourself, getting on as a person? 
I've never really. I mean, my. So you're about to tell knows, me you don't have work-life balance, are you, Connor? Yes. As anyone who knows me would say that my balance is very heavily in favor of life, not work. But the big thing is that I just really enjoy my work to the point where it doesn't feel that much like work to me. People always sort of say, you know, oh, gee, if I won the lottery, I would retire and never work again. But if I won the lottery, I, I would still be doing my job because I find what I do so enjoyable on a daily basis. And it's very, very rare that I find myself going to work thinking, gee, I need a holiday. I, I can't wait to get away. I just find it a very enjoyable thing to do. Pediatrics attracts a certain mindset of people. And so you get a lot of people together who are just nice people. And when you work with nice people, it becomes very hard to not enjoy your work. Part of it, I think, is because to examine a child, you have to present yourself as friendly. Otherwise, the child will run away from you and you can't do your job. So all of us are being essentially indoctrinated by children into being nice. And that just bleeds over into every aspect of the job. I speak to so many of my colleagues who work in the field of adult medicine and just the, the frustrations they have with trying to refer to a subspecialty, trying to arrange a scan, trying to book a theater slot. When you're doing it for a child, people just want to help more, it seems. And everyone just is very on board with the idea of we need to do this to make a kid get better. And that just just makes the job so much easier, so much more pleasant. What better recommendation for peds than that? But maybe I'm biased. Connor Hagen is a senior paediatric trainee intending to subspecialise in paediatric intensive care. I'm Norman Swan. Do join me for the other podcasts in this series aimed at junior doctors. Here to support you, visit MDA National's website at mdanational.com.au or call 1-800-011-255 for tailored advice specific to your medico-legal situation, career stage or policy. This podcast is being produced by MDA National to support our doctor members. The information provided is based on the personal experiences of the doctor speaker and does not constitute medico-legal advice from or by MDA National.